Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here today. We appreciate the time that you invest in coming here and trying to learn how to live a life that thrives. To live as a thriving entrepreneur, to, to thrive in your life and business. We love being a part of your life. And we love bringing best-selling authors to you so that you can really get uh, you know the best out of everything that life has to offer because that's more than anything that's what we want we want to see you have a thriving wonderful amazing life and we're just so glad to have you here with us so thank you today we want to talk about family you know family is so important um, I know it's important to me and I'm sure it's important to all of you um, whether that be people that we're born into your family, you know, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, cousins, uncles, all that kind of stuff. Or it be people that have become a part of your family. Um, sometimes the family that we're born into isn't so much the family that we have as it is the people that we surround ourselves with that become closer than brothers, that are really truly the family that we, uh, that we chose, the family that really maybe chose us. Um, and it's important that we really emphasize that in a powerful way. Here's why. I mean, we are going to be like the five people that we spend the most time with. Um, and so ask yourself, who are those five people? Now, I know there are some, I mean, I was a single dad for like almost five years. So I get the concept of life revolving around your kids and uh, all the sacrifices you make, all the things that happen. Um, I understand that completely. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people who have chosen to stay at home as moms or dads. And that is their full-time job. And don't get me wrong. I know that's a full-time job. Um, it's the least worst paying, less appreciated job on the planet, but it is no doubt, definitely a job. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so often the five people that you spend the most time with are your children, <laughs> depending on how many kids you have. You know, I had, um, you know, like I said, I had five at the time. And so, you know, I could easily say the five people I spent the most time with were those little kids from three to 14 at that time. And, um, you know, you can get a really skewed worldview pretty quick um, when that's all that you have in life. But yet, uh, you know, there's some real blessings in that too. Um, you know, and so family in that case does shape you. Uh, you know, any of you that have been in that situation, you know what it's like. You find yourself. I remember the line from Mr. Mom, you know, where he says, I'm watching, and I don't remember what the little boy's name was, but I'm watching his cartoons and I'm starting to like them. 
you know, you get to that place and, uh, you know, and, and it really does impact you. Uh, for others, uh, you've gone the other direction. You have a high-powered career. You're really doing things in corporate America or that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and so you hang around some people. And, um, you know, I remember sometimes past, those of you that read my first book, you know that, you know, I've been blessed to hang out with some really amazingly talented and world-changing entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, there are some of them that aren't the greatest of people. They do amazing things in this world, but because of the five people that they hang out with, they, um, you know, they don't necessarily show up in the world as the best version of themselves. They have learned the art of the deal, but they may not have learned the art of uh, really investing themselves in people. Um, you know, and, and there's everywhere on the spectrum. And, and, and you get the point that if you look at your life and you identify, here's some things that I do on a regular basis that I'm not sure if I want to continue doing. Um, one of the keys in that may be who are the people that you're spending the time with? Who are those five people in your life? I encourage you to take a pen and paper, sit down for a minute and write out who are the five people that I spend the most time with and where do the similarities start coming in? And am I okay with that? You know, um, hopefully after that, you're like, wow, I'm so blessed and that's part of the reason why I'm saying that today is because uh, I did this just recently for myself, for our company, and um, I realized who the five people in my life are. Um, you know, of course, my amazing wife, Kathy, those of you that know her, you know that it's a blessing for me every single day because you know, I get to spend time with her. We get to hang out and go out on coffee drives and, and talk business and, and work through things in life. And whether we're binge watching a television show or we're sitting on the couch snuggling or, uh, you know, or we're deep into it, you know, it, it could be uh, two o'clock in the morning. And if we're on a roll, um, you know, that's just kind of the nature of being creative people. Um, and and I, I'm so blessed to have her in my life. But there are four other people that um, many of you may not know. Or if you do know them, they are a signature line on an email that you've received from us. And these are people who have worked directly with our company. And for the rest of you, you probably have never heard of these people. You know, you don't know that they exist, and yet they are amazing powerhouses. Um, we call them the kid marketing family. Um, and... We try to create an atmosphere here in the company that really, truly is one that is like family. Um, now, there's another side to that uh, equation, and that's that basically they also are family. Um, we currently have working for us Amber, who is my daughter, and we'll talk more about that. She's uh, my oldest natural birth daughter. Um, and then we have her husband, Bruce, and then we have Melissa, who is Kathy's niece. Uh, some of you have heard the story about 
her finding her birth family, and she's actually her niece from her birth mom that gave her up at adoption. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today, too, um, and get some interesting insights on her side of the story that maybe you haven't heard yet. And, uh, you know, and then in addition to that, we have my wonderful assistant, Claire. Um, and although Claire lives in the Philippines, she's like another family member, too. She's one of those people that we've just kind of scooped up in life and, uh, and we're going to keep her. We just plan on having her forever. Um, and those four people, along with my amazing wife, Kathy, you know, unless you want to count Mocha, our little Yorkie, spend a lot of time with her, too. But um, I, I unfortunately haven't gotten the habit of napping 20 hours a day like she does. Uh, wouldn't that be wonderful? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, those those five people, Kathy, Amber, Bruce, Melissa, and Claire, are the five people that I spend the most time with. Um, and they allow me the ability to do and show up in the world and do the things that I was meant to do. And I feel so blessed to be able to live that life and do those things. But, um, you know, it also has a real impact on us. You, the listener, you, especially the author, have an influence in us. And I want you to know, before we go to this first commercial break, just how impactful and influential you are in people's lives. And the reason why I know that is because I have five people in my life besides myself, so the six of us total, that we um, every day are working on somebody's book. And they're amazing, world-changing thought leaders that um, are saying and doing and showing up in the world and doing just amazing things. And we get to go through the books. And uh, sometimes what comes out at the end um, isn't some of the raw vulnerability that they've shared. You know, sometimes there's pieces of that story that, uh, you know, that definitely make it into the book. But sometimes in the collection of that information and in the book writing session, some stuff will come out. Um, deep, horrible, uh, you know, just gut-wrenching things that may not necessarily serve in the book, but that they've come from that place and now show up in the world that powerfully. Uh, you know, I feel humbled to be part of that process. And as we go through the books and hear their words of wisdom and, and glean from them the truths that they've gleaned, um, you know, we all grow as people. And so I want to also say to you, our bestsellers guild family, thank you for your stories, for sharing those with us, because we really, truly have grown all of us as people, as we share our message and as we show up in the world to be the people that we were meant to be. So thank you very much. If you're not part of that family, of course, you can join us anytime by going to bestsellersguild.com. Free Facebook group. We'd love to have you. We really do see it as a family. And, um, you know, we love sharing your message with the world and helping other people learn and grow, as well as, you know, selfishly, we like getting the information and growing as people ourselves, too. So thank you. Today we're going to talk about family, and in order to do that properly, I'm going to have to bring to you those people so that you can meet the kid marketing family. So look forward to that. We're going to talk with each one of them throughout the course of the rest of this show today, a really special 
insight into the kid marketing family team. We're going to take that quick first commercial break, and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. You're listening to Thriving Entrepreneur, and we appreciate you being here with us today as we talk about family and we introduce you to our team. I really love having them with us, and I'm glad to be able to have this time to really just introduce to you the kid marketing family. We have an amazing team. Uh, You know, a lot of people talk about how cool their team is or how much camaraderie there is. But we have the advantage that our team really is family. Um, You know, Claire, we've kind of adopted you and plan on keeping you forever too. So, um, you know, you're just part of the family, you know. Um, And that's why when situations come up in any of your lives, we want to know, we care, and we want to be part of it. Um, And it's really important for me to let people know just how amazing you really are. Um, So it's hard for me to decide which order to go in because I could go in the order that you came onto the company um, or I could be a a dad and go with my daughter first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I know Claire's freaking out because I know she doesn't want to talk. But... um, (laughs) So, Claire, tell us a little bit about what it's like, and I mean, I know you've never been to the United States yet, but what is it like day-to-day living in the Philippines? Um, Right now or before? Like... In general, you know. In general? It's really hard, especially for me, because I'm a single mom, and I had to, like, take care of everything. It was harder before when I was still not working at Kid Marketing because I work in a call center. So I had to be awake at night while my baby is asleep at home with my mom. And then when I get home, I still don't like have time to sleep because I need to be awake to take care of him. And so it was just like a cycle. Every day I keep on doing the same things. So like it's kind of frustrating at the same time, because it feels like I'm not like growing as a person because I keep on like doing tasks, the same kind of things every day. 
Yes, but the tasks involve some pretty amazing books. And I know over the course of the last year and a half or more that it's been now that um, you've gotten to help people, uh, a whole lot of really amazing people with some really amazing books. Yes, everything actually changed after I, um, when I started working at Kid Marketing because I started doing what I love. Because for nine years, like two days after I graduated college, I started working in a call center because that's like the most in-demand job at that time and they pay good money. And that's closely somehow related to the course I took when I was in college, which is communications. So when I started working at Kid Marketing, I was like, I, I'm finally doing what I love doing, which is like editing books. And at the same time, I love reading books too since I was a little kid. So it was really like fulfilling to work, to, to do, to do the, the work that you've always wanted to do. And at the same time, know that you've been helping a lot of people. And um, I've been with Kid Marketing for like, I think exactly one year and six months. And I can say that this is probably the best job I've ever had because aside from it being related to what I love doing, um, it's fun to know that you're able to help people share their message to the world and the help that we're actually giving them is not something that's like temporary, but something that can last for a lifetime. Helping them share the message gives them uh, like a sense of fulfillment and a sense of purpose. And there's nothing more rewarding to, than to help change people's lives through writing. And we're going to ask you a few more questions in a minute, Claire, but now I want to move to Melissa. Um, and, uh, you know, as weird as it was the way that Claire came in, and we're going to tell that story here in a little bit, um, Melissa coming into our life was something we never expected and a real great blessing. Um, we're going to get to that story in a few minutes, but just to begin with, you live in, the only thing I can think of is, you know that old phrase, it's 100 miles from nowhere? Well, you're either the 100 miles from nowhere or nowhere. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> either or. <laughs> so tell us about, you know, because you've lived there your whole life, so it's not like a new thing. What is it like living outside of Ellensburg, Washington, in the middle of Washington? Um, it, well, since I've lived here my whole life, um, as a kid, there is not much to do here. Um, but, uh, you know, we always joke about cow tipping because, you know, you, there's nothing to do. So, um, but yeah, we just, it, it's very, a, it's a slow paced life. Um, there's not a lot of traffic. In fact, the traffic jam in Ellensburg is probably five cars, but it's, uh, it's, it's a good place to raise kids. The schools are really good. Um, and it's just, everybody knows their neighbor and you can go have coffee in the morning with your neighbor who happens to live probably five acres away. <laughs> but you know, it's just, it's just a nice, a nice place to live. And speaking of coffee, you used to actually own a coffee stand there in town. I did. I and did what was that like? <laughs> um, you know, um, when I was in high school, I worked two jobs. I worked at a local restaurant and I worked at an espresso stand. And 
Um, I had so much fun doing it on top of the fact that I've been um, a coffee snob my whole life. So um, it was really fun. I got to know a lot of regular customers that came in a lot. Um, and I just, I, it, there was a freedom to it because I owned it. So I could come up with new ideas and market how I wanted to and play around with recipes. And it was a lot of fun. Um, there was a lot of trouble that came along with it because of the person that I bought it from, but it was, it was still a good experience and I learned a lot from it. I remember the days back, um, right after Kathy had first met you, where, you know, she would talk about your coffee stand and make little suggestions to you and stuff like that. And um, I know that we both were always on your side and always kind of uh, worried for you with an espresso stand in the middle of nowhere. Yes, yes. And what's worse is it was in a town that's called Kittitas, which was, it's about I guess maybe eight miles east of Ellensburg, which has, um, it has a tiny little grocery store, two bars and a post office, and then maybe 10 houses. So it was even smaller, but it's a, it's, it's just a good place. It's a good place to be, especially with children. All right. Amber, we'll get to your vagabond lifestyle here in a few minutes. But since Bruce was born and until we stole him from Oregon just recently, um, he's been in the Portland metro area other than some jobs most all of his life. Bruce, tell us um, in as nice of a way as you can. <laughs> I know Portland has some issues these days, but tell us what, what it's like living in Portland, Oregon. It was a pretty boring day-to-day -day thing. I'd wake up, catch the bus, and go view the world from the windows in my kitchen. So, I don't know. And you worked at uh, McMinimins, um, which, you know, people that are in Oregon, they totally know what McMinimins is, but explain to everybody else um, what McMinimins does as a restaurant, quote-unquote chain. It's, it's a lot more than just a restaurant. Um, McMinimins is an all-around customer service, like extravaganza kind of thing. There's hotels, there's restaurants, there's bars, breweries, there's a coffee roaster, a winery. There's several huge properties that are just acres that you go to and kind of hang out and do nothing. It's a great vacation spots, even in town. And they take and they buy these wonderful eclectic old buildings most of them are historic, except for the few weird ones that are in strip malls. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and then they repurpose them. It's kind of cool. So what is your favorite, favorite McMinimins of all the locations they've got? Edgefield, all the way. And Edgefield's the one that has the theater in it, too, doesn't it? Yeah, it's one of the ones that has a theater in it. Edgefield is the big property. It used to be a poor farm out in Troutdale, where if uh, you couldn't afford to have a house during the Great Depression, you can go there and work and they would give you house and food. And these days, people in Portland just don't even worry about the house. They just live in the park. 
All right. So um, are you glad that you grew up in Oregon or have you always kind of wished you were somewhere else or how do you feel about uh, about that in general? I used to be proud to say that I was born in Portland. They, they kind of fell apart over the last few years. So I'm still, still trying to find out where my roots belong. Yeah. Speaking of which, trying to find out your, where your roots belong, we'll switch over to Amber now um, and the vagabond lifestyle that her dad made her live for a lot of years. Um, although we moved on a whim to Portland uh, because of a job that I had, and uh, that was what, 18 years ago, 20 years ago? <laughs> or actually, probably more than that. Yeah. So um, is Portland where you call home or what, what feels like home to you or do you just feel like the word world's your home now? Uh, yeah, I kind of have always felt like the world's my home. I never felt like Portland was really my home. Um, and I was always grown up with the, you know, kind of joking that, you know, this was supposed to just be a stopping spot for us. Like we were never meant to land in Oregon. So I'd never really took it on as my home, even though it was for like about 15 years. I just kind of make wherever my home, I think. And so for those of you that don't know, Amber is uh, my oldest daughter. Um, and I always pause when I say oldest because technically she has an older sister. She's my natural birth oldest daughter. <laughs> Life's confusing. Um, and uh, we're excited to have all of you guys working with us. So from all over the world, from different corners, different aspects, different cultures and communities, we've put together some amazing people who happen to be part of our family and also our amazing, talented people. Uh, you just never know where hidden someplace, maybe somewhere like Ellensburg, Washington, is an amazing talent. And I encourage you, you know, I mean, we for the longest time were like, I don't know if we want to hire family. And we have found ourselves blessed to find people who are really invested in our company. Um, and we appreciate the time, the effort, the energy that they put in to making the company a wonderful, amazing place that it is so that we can help share your message with the world. Um, and even though Amber Bruce now live down here uh, next to us, basically, uh, other side of town and um, you know we can see them every day we love that aspect of knowing that there are people available out there that are all over the world that can be the talent um, and you just never know when you're going to find that next Claire in your life um, or when a family member that you didn't know you had like Melissa ends up being exactly the person to take your company to the next level. So don't limit yourself on those kind of things. We want to talk more with the family here. So we're just going to take this quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this, what would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. You're listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. And today I'm introducing to you the hidden gems that are the kid marketing family team. Um, I'm so blessed to have them in my life. And I'm blessed to say that, um, you know, that our team is the five people that I get to spend the most of my time with. And I hope that you have amazing people that you work with as well, that you can really also feel that blessing and, um, you know, just really get it done in a powerful way because of the people that you have surrounded yourself with. So we want to talk more about these guys and find out more about what makes them tick, why they came into the company and that kind of thing. I really love sharing them with you because they're amazing, world-changing people all in and of themselves. And um, I just really appreciate the opportunity to be able to take some time today and introduce to you the people uh, in my life that help make your books all that they can be. So let's go back around um, now and talk about how people joined with the company. And we'll do that same order again. Uh, you know, it's kind of the order that sort of that people came on. I kind of switched Bruce and Amber that last time. But um, we'll go back around now. Claire, um, talk to me a little bit about um, how we first met um, and how you started working with our company. Do you remember? Yes. Um, I was working in a different, uh, I was working from home already at that time and I was working for, for, for a different company and then something happened and I had to resign from that specific company and then it so happens that Steve, you are one of our clients way back. We've been editing books for you before. So um, I, 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 it was a, uh, we we need to like send messages to like our clients saying that we're no longer connected with this company blah 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 so that you guys won't like contact us anymore and then you're one of the the clients that i contacted in skype and so i told you about it and then you asked me if i wanted wanted to work with you directly and i said yes and that was february 2016. So um, just to, just to kind of fill in the blanks. So, um, you know, Claire was working for that company and the gentleman that was the owner of that company, I flat out told him, I said, you know, don't ever let Claire go because if you do, I'm going to hire her. And I told him that like two months beforehand. And then when I got the email from Claire saying that she had to step away, um, I, I don't think a day even went by before I was like, Hey, I told him up front, if you were ever available, I was going to hire you. So do you want a job? <laughs> yeah. 
it was a, it was a good thing that you you hired me that day and so then melissa um uh, most people have heard me tell or heard Kathy tell on the, on the radio show um, about Kathy being adopted um, and her birth mom. Um, and so I've always been curious, uh, you know, I kind of know what it was like from our side of things as Kathy began to discover, you know, people she was genetically related to and stuff. But what was it like for you guys when you first got that contact that, there was this lady out there that was claiming to be your grandmother's daughter. It's actually kind of funny. Um, so I had known most of my life that um, at least one other child existed. Um, come to find out there were two. Um, my grandma had four children that she raised and um, I without getting into too many details, um, I don't, I think it was the best gift that she could give Kathy by giving her up for adoption. Um, but we had known little things. Of course, my grandma was in the generation where you didn't really talk about things. And so we only knew, um, we didn't really know details. We just knew that she existed. So um, moving forward, um, my dad had called me and he said, you got to come over right now. And I was like, what? Cause he doesn't really, you know, he doesn't behave like that. And so I was like, okay. And I drove into town, which mind you was 11 miles to get to my dad's house. And, um, <clears throat> he said, come read this email. I don't know what to think of it. And so I went in his office and I was reading the email and like I, all I remember is like my jaw hitting the floor and my heart just pounding because it was an email from Kathy and she was saying that, you know, this might be weird. Um, but they released all of these adoption, um, the birth certificates and I linked you to my birth mother and, you know, I'm kind of hoping that you'll message me back. And my dad said, I don't know what to say. He said, you know, I, I'm excited and I'm kind of nervous, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to say or what I'm supposed to do. So we sat there for about, you know, maybe a half an hour thinking, well, what do you want to write, dad? You know, and he just, I mean, I don't He just opened up his heart and he was just ready. And so he sent an email back and then I got to talk to her, which was the coolest thing ever. And um, then we met that year and that was super exciting getting to meet her and Maya. Um, but I think for, for the most part, the entire family was really um, warm and welcoming and, um, you know, excited. It was just kind of a shocker and just kind of a wow. I don't think any of us really thought we would ever get to meet her. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an awesome thing. I remember, um, you know, when we started thinking about offering you a job, um, Kathy came to me, um, you know, we we're driving cause I'm sure that's what we were doing. Cause that's what we usually do when we get to talk. <laughs> um, and she said, I'm going to give Melissa a job. And I'm like, Okay, and keep in mind at this point, I had no idea other than the espresso stand 
what kind of skills you had. I'm like, okay, what's, what's she going to do? She goes, well, I think I'm going to have her do some book editing and some stuff like that. I'm like, well, okay, if she can do it, and I, you know, I'm, I'm fine. If you just want to hire her just because she's your niece and you want to help her out. And she's like, no, I think she'd really do a good job. <laughs> and so that was actually the discussion that we had that was, quote, unquote, your, uh, your job interview. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course, since then, uh, you know, you've taken over as our chief editor and running our editing department so that I can still clear back and have her be uh, my personal assistant, which was what I had hired her to be. And then we buried her under books until she squeaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Amber, you know, of course, obviously, I, I remember the day we met probably a little better than you do. <laughs> It'd be interesting if you have recollections of that day. Um, but uh, what, of all of the stuff we did business-wise as a kid growing up, what's the one you remember the most? Uh, let's go with the one that you liked, not one that you're like, and I'm so glad we don't do that now. <laughs> uh, the one that I absolutely loved the very most was, um, when we did the wedding gowns uh, and slash children's clothes, um, you know, the nonprofit behind it, I wasn't a fan of, but the entire process of like getting these bulk amount of, you know, whatever it was, it was like clothes or, you know, sometimes it'd just be like the most random things. And then I got to like set it up and take pictures of them. And, you know, we would buy like a mannequin and I could just like dress the mannequin and then do all these like fancy pictures and then like list it up on eBay. So like my 13 year old self just thought I was the coolest thing ever, basically running an entire eBay store. That was my favorite by far. All right. Well, and I remember, you know, you and Bruce were here. Uh, we had taken you and the kids to Disneyland and Kathy was talking about the difficulties she was having finding an assistant. Um, and you were like, well, I should be your assistant. You trained me to be your assistant your whole life. <laughs> so is that how it felt like from your side of point? Or, uh, you know, what was that like from your side of things? Yeah, I mean, so basically, you know, it was like, I knew how you guys kind of were a little bit nervous about bringing on family since it's always so you know touchy but then when mom was expressing to me what her needs were all I could think of was just like I could do that you taught me how to do that when I was you know 13 like so all of the these lists that she had accumulated I just like all I could see was like where I could fill myself in on that and so yeah I just was like well if you want me to you've already trained me to do it um I, we weren't really sure how it would go with me living in Oregon. And so then moving up here was just like a total game changer. So now here's the one I'm really curious about, Bruce. Um, I'm not sure if we ever straight out asked you if you wanted to work with the company or if one day we just kind of stole you away from McMenamin's. Um, how did that story feel like for you? <laughs> it was different to say the least. Uh, definitely unexpected. And so, um, do you like it or do you, you know, 
look at the paper every day to see if McMenamins will open a store down here. <laughs> well, I mean, I would enjoy them if they did. I would go in there every day, of course. But and I, I like working here. It's it's nice being able to be from home and not have to take the bus to a sketchy part of town every day. You know, like, oh, is there going to be a protest downtown today? And am I going to get stuck downtown for six hours waiting for the bus? That's, that's a huge factor that I don't have to think about anymore. That's nice. And how do you feel about living in Southern California versus um, Oregon? What are the pluses and minuses? Oh, to be cliche, it's, it's hot. Um, it was nice seeing the, the little bit of rain when we first got down here, but it's, it's definitely a bit different. I'm still getting used to it. Oh, it's only like 101 today. That's not a big deal. <laughs> it is definitely a change between, uh, you know, rainy, green Oregon versus uh, the warm sunshines out all the time. But, you know, there's a lot of brown around in uh, especially the part of Southern California that we live in where we're, you know, inland in what they literally call Inland Empire. Um, you know, and so, yes, it does get very hot. The good news is, is that we do have really good air conditioning. Um, everybody builds their houses on purpose, knowing that it's going to be really hot. So it, it does help us out. Um, it's fun to see the change with Amber and Bruce. And of course, you know, I love having the grandbabies around, um, you know, that now they can, you know, have opportunity to use the swimming pool every day and to, um, you know, do some things that you just can't do in Oregon. And yet they bring some things that living in Oregon have helped, you know, with being a little bit smaller of a community. And, and, and so some of that kind of stuff too, and it's a really good mix. And I love just having that diversity of background and experiences in where people are to help, um, you know, shape the direction of how the company's going. We're going to take our last commercial break, and then we will be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. You're listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. And today we really are just focusing on 
our amazing family, the team that is the Kid Marketing family, uh, that helps bring you all the wonderful bestsellers, helps me be able to get on the mic here and introduce those great bestselling authors to you. But their books wouldn't exist without these folks, and I'm so grateful for them. And uh, I really appreciate how they show up in the company. There's a couple other people that do some things that aren't part of the core, you know, is in 40 hour a week part of the the company, but they definitely show up and uh, make a huge impact in what the company does. Um, Our youngest daughter, Maya, actually does social media memes and some of those kind of uh, images for both us as well as for the clients. Um, We have Christine, who is actually Melissa's sister, who when um, we've got enough books going, she can do editing as well. And she's one of our junior editors. And then uh, Cassandra, who is uh, actually one of Amber's closest friends from Oregon that uh, is doing, uh, you know, some things for us, holding down, you know, we're still an Oregon-based company, um, and so she checks mail in Oregon and does some of the local stuff there for us. She's also the transcriptionist, and I gotta tell you, I've worked with a lot of transcriptionists, and I love having her in the company, because she really does get your transcript word for word, you know, including the ands and the ums and all of those kind of things. She just puts it down so that we can then take every little bit of the conversation and use it to be able to turn your book into the best seller that it's going to be. And I really, really appreciate um, those other people. Uh, I didn't want them to feel left out or or unrecognized. Um, They're definitely part of the family as well. Um, Now you know a little bit about who they are. Let's take a couple of minutes here and let's dive into how specifically do they uh, show up in the company and what do they do? So um, let's go in reverse order this time, Bruce. Let's uh, keep you on the mic. Um, Explain to people what, uh, in general, what your job entails here with the company. Um, I'm kind of the buffer between everybody and the clients for the most part. Um, something needs to happen. I'll grab the information, send it from one person to the next, make sure that everybody else is kind of in line and everybody has what they need to do, do the jobs that they need to do. Bruce is managing your projects and he makes it sound so simple, but some of the things that he does are, are much more difficult than that. So Amber, um, how would you define your role with the company? Oh my. Um, well, currently I actually have kind of two separate roles. I manage the operations side of it and help facilitate anything that Kathy might need. Um, but my primary role is to just be Kathy's assistant. Um, I basically can be her second head whenever, you know, hers is too crammed full of stuff. I can you know, deal with any of the client issues that we have. I can, I help her set up all of her arrangements. Um, you know, I'm her speaker support when she's there so that she doesn't have to think about even the smallest thing like, you know, having a tissue when she's on stage. Cool. And Melissa, what, um, what do you define as your job responsibility? Uh, I, 
my responsibility is to move our clients from interview to book. So I don't do the formatting and all the pretty stuff that Bruce does, but I do the nitty gritty down in the trenches work. And then I keep everybody that's on my team in line and moving in a timeline that might be a little militant, but I get it done. <laughs> For those of you that are clients, when I've referred to the grammar ninjas, Melissa is the chief grammar ninja. <laughs> that's an accurate. And Claire, um, I mean, I know we've had you serve several roles over the course of the the year and have you been with us, but how would you define uh, your current responsibilities with the company? Uh, my current, uh, my main task or job is your assistant, Steve Kidd's assistant. I take care of scheduling clients for book writing interviews, for radio show interviews. I always make sure that the radio show airs on time every week and all the guests are informed and like handle social media postings for Twitter and Facebook. And I also edit books when needed, like if they are complicated books. That's all. Okay, so one more time around here, Bruce, we're going to let you go first again. Um, I want you to fill in the blank and, and uh, uh, basically here's the sentence stem. Sounds like we're at an MTM conference. I'm using sentence stems. <laughs> um, I told you what I do is, but what, you, what I really do is, so do you understand what I mean by that? If you really knew what I did, this is what I do. I'm not really sure how I could define it. So how about if you really knew, you'd understand that when it comes to formatting a book, if everything goes right, you'll never know. But when everything goes wrong, that's when there's no amount of money in Bruce formatting your book for you rather than you doing it. That you, that you would be willing to pay to not have to deal with the headaches that formatting a book for digital can be. Does that sound fair, Bruce? Yeah. How about you, Amber? What's, uh, what's the one thing people may not know about what you do? Um, I, I literally can't like jump in anywhere. I try to chameleon myself however I can in the company and just be wherever I need to be. So even though my assistant, like assistant is my title, I pretty much have done every single thing here. And how about you, Melissa? What is the thing that we may not know that you do? Um, I cry when I read some of the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cry uh, when I'm doing the readbacks too. <laughs> oh, you know, I definitely, I take a lot of pride in what we turn out. And um, you kind of develop a, an emotional connection to the author while you're, while you're going through their project because it is their baby, so it's really close to them. Um, and that's, that's what I do. I, I think I get too connected to the books. And we love you for it. Claire, um, what is one thing that you do that people may not know that you do? Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, but the main thing that I need to like always make sure like every day is that your day will like be perfect. Like it's, it's, it should be hassle free. And when I was editing books, um, 
while helping our clients, they should also know that they're also helping us like in return, like emotionally and mentally. Because me, I've learned a lot from the books, just like Melissa. I've learned a lot from the books that I edited before. And one of the most amazing things that Claire does is she's not going to tell you about is that I can give her a task when I'm going to bed and I can wake up in the morning and have it done. It's almost like magic. Everybody needs somebody that can do stuff while they're asleep. <laughs> yeah. I always say, Steve, just go to sleep and I'll take care of it. <laughs> Well, I want everybody in the world to know that you guys are awesome, that I value and appreciate you. And I just want to take a little bit of time for people to get to know the Kid Marketing family. Thanks so much, everybody, for uh, sharing just a little piece of who you are. Um, so the next time people run into you at an event or something, maybe they'll know a little bit about you. Aren't they great? Wasn't it fun to get to meet the team? Um, now, if you get an email from, you know, Amber, who is replying as, as Kathy's assistant, or Claire, who's replying as my assistant, or Melissa, you know, checks in with you and says, hey, you know, I'm struggling with this section of your book, or, or Bruce is, you know, organizing things and sending you back formatted copies of your book and arranging the date that your book's going to launch and all that kind of stuff. Maybe now you have a little bit of a background and you can be like, oh, those are really neat people and I'm glad that they're working on my book. You know, for those of you that have been listening the whole time and you're like, well, you've been talking about people who are working with you. I want to work with you. I, I have a bestseller inside of me, um, you know, because in the end, we don't write books. We write bestsellers, right, guys? Um, you know, you really, really know that you have that message to share with the world. And I know you have it, too. We would love to help share your message with the world. We have all kinds of different programs that we can apply to you uh, to help you out, whether it be um, our group program that helps you be able to learn over the course of nine weeks um, some of the things that we do for you and be able to write your book, market your book to bestseller, and of course, you know, publish it along the way. Um, or maybe you want to be one of uh, the people that's in one of our anthologies. Uh, you know, the anthology that Kathy put out just recently, uh, I guess it was actually the end of April, so it's been a little while ago now, um, called Extraordinary Lives, was an amazing anthology. And, and we always have new ones that are coming up, um, whether they be ours or other people's projects that we could help plug you into as well. Um, but maybe... Um, you know, you don't just want just a chapter in a book. You need to write your own book. You have that message in you and it's just screaming. It's like, finally, it's time for me to come out. Well, we would love to help you with that. We do have our authority package that's designed. Um, it actually was designed from people that we were working with that they didn't have any time at all. And, um, you know, we could just take very simply and make a book because we know that you need it. Being a bestseller is one of the foundational elements. And when you throw in on top of that, being interviewed on the radio show, uh, having us do press releases so that you can be seen on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, and other things like that, it really becomes that foundation. It's the modern day equivalent of getting a doctorate. It used to be that, you know, if you had doctor in front of your name, think about it. You know, you go to the doctor's office and uh, doctor so-and-so walks in. You don't, you know, you don't interview them. You're not like, well, you know, 
did you graduate from a college? What college did you graduate from? What, you know, what number of ranking were you in the medical school that you went to? Did you go to Harvard Medical School or did you go to, you know, Joe's Medical School? Um, No, he walks in, he says, I'm Dr. So-and-so. And you just immediately believe that this person is going to have the capability to be able to help you get better. Well, these days we call those influencers in internet space and in modern business. And those are the people that are things like best-selling authors and, um, you know, folks that have social media followings uh, and that have been seen on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. And we can do that for you to really um, up-level your business. As a marketing company, we know that it's one of the primary number one things that you need. You just need it. It's just like it's, it's a requirement to really truly market your business successfully. And we'd love to help you with that. Regardless of what level you're at or maybe you don't know, the first step always is to join us at the Best Sellers Guild. Just simply by going to bestsellersguild.com, um, you can... You know, that'll take you right straight to the Facebook group and you can join the group. It's a free group, bestsellersguild.com. You know, we do a lot of fun and exciting things there. We have some information that we share with you that can help you. We've had people that are just members of just the Best Sellers Guild that all on their own have gone out and done their book. It isn't necessarily the best use of your uh, time. Everything's time versus money. You know, either you spend the time doing it yourself or you spend the money to do it. But either way, we can help you get from where you are now to where you're going just by simply joining us at bestsellersguild.com. The important part is that you need to get your book out there. Your message needs to be shared with the world. You can't hold it in inside anymore. It's got to be let out because you are uniquely brilliant. Do you know that? You are. You have a brilliance inside of you that's unique that nobody else has. You were created for a purpose. You're not an accident. You're not a happenstance. You are here specifically on purpose for a purpose. And you know what? The world needs you. Kathy and I would love the opportunity to be part of your life, part of your journey, and help share your story with the world so that you can make the impact that you were intended to, you were designed to make in the world, to share your unique brilliance with everyone and let the world be a better place because you did. Join us at Best Sellers Guild, and whatever you do, remember to thrive. Because we want you to live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author 
do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.